Oh yeah. Oh, you did it. You clicked on the Bar podcast. A podcast dedicated to growth. We know we're not supposed to be stuck. We're designed to grow and be all that God has called us to be. We post every Monday and Wednesdays. Monday's a segment I call Monday Message. This is where your home messages for me. Wednesday segment, that's one of my favorites. This is a segment called Wednesday's Word from the Wise. This is where I get to sit down with amazing guests and draw from their wisdom, experiences, and anointing, all for the purpose of growing. So if you're ready, I said if you're ready, growth fanatics, let's do it! All right, and welcome back, everybody. It is always, always good to have you. Happy Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And what a great and perfect time to draw from uh, the wise folks. You know, this is our segment we call Wednesday's Word from the Wise. You know, we draw from people, and I'm very, very excited uh, for our guest today. Um, I just got to share a little backstory. This is uh, Priscilla Lua, um, a.k.a. Thea. So if you see her in the streets, you can just call her Thea. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I do because like a cool story, you know, we met at Karis. But the unique thing is that her family, one of her family members, I don't know if it was your cousin or aunt, uh, knew my dad in, uh, in Arizona, but also at Raymond when he went to Baba College. Like, I believe they even helped them move, like my dad and them. And so anyways, uh, we just go way back and the the family connection in that. And so um, Priscilla's uh, too old to be my sister. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> too old to be my sister. It's a, it's a joke, but uh, uh, I've always called her Thea. So Priscilla, yeah. so good to have you. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those who do not know, um, Priscilla just comes from a background of leadership and management. Also, um, just like even her powerful testimony of just the life that you've come from, what God and Jesus has, has saved yeah. you through. It's, it's so cool. Um, so any any gangsters or, or Latinas or thugs out there, you know, Priscilla, she, she feels right you. Right here, all the way. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but Priscilla, you know, uh, when, I, when I met with her, she, you know, had Destiny Walkers. Uh, it was a organization that she had started with that um, really entered the high schools and um, middle schools to just minister to students and connect with them and serve the community. Such a powerful way, um, you know, Priscilla has done. Uh, you know, detention center ministry, just, man, aimless things of ministry, anything that you can probably name it, she's done it. Uh, hardworking uh, woman of God. And now she's just in this field right now, just doing her thing. And there's a lot of questions I'm going to pull from her that I think uh, need to be addressed. So like, you know, I've, I've heard one of my friend's uh, mom say this before, mm-hmm. that there's some things that you shouldn't talk about, you know, with other people. And the two things is religion and politics. Yeah. And we're going to break the rules because we're going to, that's the two things we're going to talk about. Let's do it. Is, you know, religion (laughs) and politics. And so um, I have you, Priscilla, because I think you can shed a lot of light to us, Um, you know, being conservative Mm -hmm. and being Latina, being Hispanic, that almost, you know, at times, at least what the media has tried to portray, Mm -hmm. like that's an oxymoron. Those are two things that don't clash. But, I mean, you have shown and proven that it's just, it's, anyways, hallelujah. We're just going to get started in this, okay? So, first question for you, Priscilla, is, 
What has caused you to lean more towards this conservative role? Well, you know, well, first of all, I want to say I'm an American. Okay. Uh, I'm not a Mexican American. I'm an American um, that from Mexican ancestry. So first of all, um, uh, uh, that's what, but what really, and it's really not a, a party that I lean to uh it's if i lean towards the republican party it's because they still stand for moral principles and that's what it's all about it's not about um any party at all so me being a conservative hispanic is because that's how i govern my own home with Mm. those moral principles so i rather um lean towards a party that is standing on my family values too so um this is why i lean more towards them but i'm really a woman of biblical principle mm. Mm. Yes. and it's 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 unique uh about that too because a lot of times you know man we just re- really want to quick quickly land oh you're republican you're democrat mm-hmm. But really, one of the things that we look at it's 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 voting with your principles, right? right. Um, you know, Priscilla has had the opportunity to talk with many senators and work with legislation yes. and really ask tough questions. And like, you know, one of the stories we were talking about even before the podcast, and it's mm-hmm. powerful that you've asked this uh, politicians like, what principles mm-hmm. um, are you going to lead by? Yeah. And like you t- you said, it took him off guard, right? Like it yeah. just. Because his response was, I'm a Catholic. I was like, dude, I didn't ask you if you were a Catholic. I asked you what your core principles are. And Mm -hmm. he couldn't reply to those. And uh, obviously, like I mentioned before, until we were in private, he came to me and said uh, that was the first time he's ever, somebody's ever asked him that question. So this is where we're at as a country where we have candidates running for office that can't even answer that question. Um, And so we definitely have to get engaged to see where they stand because out of their heart is going to form these policies and those policies are going to affect us, especially if they're not standing on those um, values and uh, principles that we stand on. And so... um, so it's always good to get engaged. Um, uh, doesn't mean that you're going to be for a party or whatever. It's just really coming down to the heart of the person because mm-hmm. they're, they are the ones that are going to lead your city and your state. Yeah. How have you, uh, like, you know, best seen or uh, see where people lie at and stuff like that? Like, you know, when you're looking for a politician to vote for or select, you know, do you just generally go by their party or do you look at all the things that we kind of talked about, like what they stand for in their policies and stuff? Yes. That, well, that's definitely on uh, something that I always look out for is really um, to an elect an official. I'll leave you with this scripture. Exodus 18.21. How do you you choose somebody? Well, Exodus 18.21 says, Able men, Hmm. God-fearing men, men of truth, and men who hate covetages. So able men, they're easy. I mean, we have the other side, the Dems. They're able. They've been business leaders, community leaders, but they don't fear God. Hmm. They're not men of truth. They have no 
scripture deep down in their hearts and they love covetous. I mean, they love to covet. And so, um, and that's something, um, people need to like identify. If you want to identify a good candidate, that's the scripture. Mm -hmm. Abel, have they led in their community Mm -hmm. faithfully, you know, um, like I just mentioned, Abraham Lincoln's great quote, lead by being led, yeah. right? Uh, lead by being led is by God and then by the people, mm. right? And also God-fearing. You want a leader that doesn't fear, God, that fears God yeah. and not men, right? And so, um, and then uh, a man of truth, man of principle and value, um, that values those principles, you know, that come from the Bible. Um, and really, you know, if they're violating the 10, the big 10, then that's not a candidate that you want, you know, a candidate that is one can, uh, a candidate to vote for is a person that is for pro-life, pro-God, pro-traditional family, pro-freedom and liberty and pro-Israel and pro work because if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. Okay, and so uh, that's how you all identify. So it's it's it really comes down if the Dims would lean towards that way, then yeah. that's a, I would vote for them, right? right. And yeah. so, but they don't. Um, they um, they advocate for you know killing children. Um, yeah. Not just from the wound, but outside the wound now. Right. You know, if people don't lo- know, California just passed a law that the up to uh, 30 days after the child's born, you can take it back. Wow. So wow. that's definitely not a party that I would vote for. Right. So this is why, as a Hispanic, I lean towards that because yeah. we do like having our babies. Right. We like having familia. Familia is a huge thing for us, right. you know, as a community. And um, we value life. We value the elderly as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we take care of the elderly. They're trying to take out the elderly. Mm-hmm. You know, they passed a law here in Colorado, you know, that if they want to commit suicide, there's a pill that they can get, you know, because they want to get rid of them. And so, um, again, it goes back that they're not standing for my uh, moral principles, my biblical principles that I believe in. And um, anyways, one thing that I always, when I come across um, either a dim, a liberal, whatever you want to call them. And we get into these conversations and I, you know, I was like, well, as a, let me tell you something. Do you want to know why I think you're more conservative than what you think you are? <laughs> and they, that kind of throws them off a little bit. And so I go on, I said, look, look this is something that actually unites us. There's universal mm. principles. that are in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah, and in the book of Hebrews, that those laws are in our hearts already. Mm. And let me tell you, I say this is no colors. There's no color in all these universal principles, biblical principles. Don't kill, don't steal, don't lie, don't um, honor your parents, mother and father, meaning honor authority, right? Just with those four principles right there, those are universal. You don't automatically tell your child, I don't care if you're, you're, you're gay or liberal, whatever. You're not going to tell your child to go kill your neighbor. Right. You want your child to tell you the truth. Right. You know, you want 
your child to honor you and respect you. Right. I said, so even on the other side of the world, you can talk to somebody and that's how they're going to govern their home yeah. on those universal principles. Right. So that's what, what it comes down to. I tell them that's what makes you even conservative, whether you reject it or not, right. because we govern our home almost the same way. Right. Don't kill your neighbor, especially no babies, <laughs> you know, and don't, um, don't steal, don't lie to me and respect me, yeah. period, and get to work because nothing's free in this world. Yeah. Okay. And so those are just, those are biblical. They're in the 10, you know, and so those are universal principles that have no race, color, whatever, shape, uh, they're there. They're in the core of every human being on mm. this earth. Yeah. And, um, but if you choose to reject those, then that's up to you. And so, uh, same with liberals. I was like, what made you successful is holding these principles, you know, and not breaking them. Once you step out of them, then obviously there's consequences, you know, for yourself or you're going to go to jail or whatever it is. But, um, so I come down back to the heart, you know, where we're all um, created by God, period, whether they like it or not, whether yeah. they reject God and all that. Um, but we all have those universal core biblical principles yeah. that we all function in. No, for sure. Like, yeah. you know, and it's uh, my dad has a story about this, too. You know, people have asked him, you know, because he's Hispanic and they're like, why, you know, um, why have you, you you've got more conservative? Like, what what is what is the cause of this? And he said, you know, uh, when his dad died, he died uh, when my dad was like thirteen, and there was still a lot of you know young people in the family, and so he had to help support and be a part. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of the people around him were on welfare, and they instructed his mom, you know. You know, you just need to sell everything. They had a, a thriving business, you know. And unfortunately, my grandfather didn't uh, show my grandmother the, the ropes of how to run that. Mm-hmm. So when he passed, it just kind of died out. But people told her, like, oh, you just sell everything. You know, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, welfare will take care of you. Yeah. And the truth is, welfare did not take care of him. Mm-hmm. You know, after she sold everything, you know, uh, then they told her, sorry, we can't give you a check because you made too much money, mm-hmm. you know, on this. So she's yeah. had to wait a little longer. After waiting a little longer, you know, the check that they got in wasn't much. It was like 200 bucks Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it was, I think there's still nine kids left, nine Mm -hmm. kids. And the expectation to raise those kids following the advice of a a party that, you know, thrived on just, hey, you know, the government will take care of you. Hey, the government, you know, yeah. will will take care of these things. And they almost paint the picture of like, well, look at the mom. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's poor and she needs help. And you're saying that she can't help herself and yeah. stuff like that. But even the help that's given, it's not much. No. You know, no. and so the moment that they had to bootstrap and they got to work, like you were saying mm-hmm. too, sir, was it hard? Was it not the, the thriving life? No, but because they put their hands to the plow and they put yeah. uh, work, they've seen success and they've grown out of those poverty states. But again, they all came back t- to work. Yes. And that comes from the perspective of the principle that you're leading by. Mm-hmm. You know, and so my, my, my father, let you know, he lets people know that I'm, I'm conservative, not because, you know, I heard a talk show host talk about yeah. this or some person, you know, twist my arm to this. He's like, to me, it's logic because mm-hmm. I've seen it growing up. Yeah. And just like you were saying, like how we relate to these principles, it's so powerful. So with this, like, you know, 
you know, Priscilla, like, what are some of the misunderstandings then that our culture got? Like, you know, that our culture, Hispanic culture, you know, what are some misunderstandings, wrongly assumptions about, like, you know, kind of the conservative role? Because I, I love this about you, too, Priscilla. Like, mm-hmm. you've let me know, like, there's issues on both sides. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, President Trump he called it the swamp, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not the politically correct <laughs> thing to say. Right. But it's a swamp. It's a mess. So, like, you know, how do you decipher between those things? Anyways, I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions here. Let me just come back to the first. But, like, what are probably the, some of the misunderstandings or the wrong assumptions? Well, I think the wrong assumptions are, uh, first of all, um, when they hear re- the word Republican or conservative, they relate it to the racist. And mm. they are not racist. I... I am from Nebraska. Uh, For the most part, I've lived there for, I don't know, maybe 23 years or so. And um, they're the ones that actually mentored me to show me and teach me to grow me and um, just management. They're the ones that moved me up because they seem potential. You know, these white folks, kind Christian white folks that want to see people succeed. And so when the they come to the Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln was Republican, right? Right. And he's the one that abolished slavery, period. Mm-hmm. It was that party, white men, that passed laws to abolish slavery. So mm-hmm. how does that make that party? It was the Democratic Party that opposed those legislative bills. Mm-hmm. So it was really the the Dems have um, have lied. Those are some of the misleadings of um, just deception that they share with society. Period. But it was the Republican Party that um, passed the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, and Fifteenth Amendment that. And these, again, I'll say, I don't like to share color, but they were white men, yeah. okay, that passed these bills. Republican Party, and most of these men were Christian men. Yeah. And they knew biblical principles. They knew that uh, nobody should be em- enslaved because in the Declaration says that the laws of nature, nature's God. Animals can't enslave each other. Even animals can't do it. Hmm. And yeah. they knew that. They had that revelation of the uh, with the word of God that we shouldn't have, it's wrong to have slavery. And so, um, and those are some of the, one of the principles, obviously huge that we are not to enslave one another. Right. And so, um, and that's something that they don't emphasize of the Republican party that, uh, they have that under their belt, you know, that, doesn't so that's one of the misleading things that they're racist automatically um the thing about the republican party they like to educate people to make them prosperous in this country and democrats like you said they just want to hinder you they take away the vision from a man by just giving them something free yeah and so they don't have no purpose anymore. God created us for a purpose, you know, to move forward, to prosper, to prosper our next generation. There's always going to be a generation that suffers, you know, when they come to this country, they sacrifice, not really, I guess the word suffer is not really a good word to use. Just they sacrifice, you mm-hmm. know, uh, coming to improve their next generation. And that's where really the Republican Party um, 
uh, I believe stands for, but really, it's really the word of God. It's not even a party, yeah. right? Um, so, but you find more Christians right. leaning towards this. So you'll find them more. They're not perfect, you know, praise God that we, uh, that he is a perfect God yeah. that uses imperfect people right. to do great things through, yeah. you know, and that's what I seen. I see in that party yeah. so I can relate to them. Uh, like I said, I'm a woman of principle. I'm not a Republican. I'm just a woman of principle. So I lean towards that because I see more of my brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. in that party. Right. So, um, so that's kind of the misleading part of it. And, um, and what the other side tends to do is either use the race card or use it immigration as well, mm, yeah. you know, towards the Hispanics. Um, all of this is just an agenda, you know, and uh, uh, we shouldn't be crossing the border illegally, period. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wrong because then you, you think uh, it just really makes me mad because they don't realize that they're being used by that other party. And it, mm. it, uh, I get angry because they're using the culture, you know, um, it's not okay to break the law. And so, and America is not responsible mm. for providing for other people that already broke the law, yeah. you know, um, it's hurting the ones that did come and do it right. Um, now we have to pay more taxes to support families that are here legally, mm -hmm. right? They're on welfare. They're getting, they have more rights than we as Americans do. Um, uh, so, and the constitution, they're trying to use the constitution to protect somebody that broke the law and, and for an illegal immigrant, the constitution is to protect only citizens of this nation, yeah. you know, and not somebody that comes here illegally. Right. And so, like I said, that's what kind of ticks me off a little bit because they have more rights than I do and mm. I still have to provide for them. Yeah. You know, right. it's just, it's just not fair. That's not what uh, the Bible says is like you do things right. There's, you break the law, there's consequences. Yeah. Why aren't there consequences for them that are breaking the law? You know, um, and so, uh, anyways, I can go on and on about that, but, um, it's just a deception that the Dems are doing. We're not victims. Our parents did not raise us as victims. Right. You know, we, you can take it back all the way back to the house when mama <laughs> comes with a chancla and ready to whip you if the house ain't clean. And if you're not going to go to school, you got to work, you right. know, and everything's about respeto, honoring parents, you know, authority. Yeah. Um, and if you disrespect the teacher, you're going to get a whooping, you know, that kind of thing. And and now it's just lawlessness, right. you know, it's lawlessness. And so that's what that party does is like, do whatever you want. Disrespect your parents. If, if your parents disrespect you, the parents are going to jail nowadays, you yeah. know? And so it makes no sense because we were not brought up that way. Right. Right. No, this is so good, uh, Priscilla. Like, and, and one thing I can just hear someone maybe asking or saying, listening to this is, you know, we're talking a lot about God and politics. 
Now, you know, there's there's a saying out there and I've heard plenty of times, and I just want you to bring some education to us, that there should be a separation of church and state. Okay. Right. Explain that. And break it out for us. <laughs> well, that's a, that was a, I, I shouldn't <laughs> say it, but that's a lie. That's a straight up lie. They have yeah. fed you a lie. And if you went to college and you spent eight to $10,000, it, it was for nothing because they just lied to you. So yeah. there is nothing in the constitution or the declaration of independence that says that, that, Phrase came out of um, Thomas Jefferson writing to a Baptist pastor, a private mm. letter that's not even a legal document. It was mm. a private letter, and they were talking about something totally different. There, Thomas Jefferson was actually talking about um, that they weren't going to establish a, re- a nation religion, mm. yeah. that they were not going to do that, and that they were not ever going to cross those lines between the church right because we were at that point the influencers of government and so um so that's just a lie from the pit of hell and people should and if you're paying money in school for that lie (laughs) they're straight up lying to you because uh i'm telling you read the constitution read the declaration it's not in there I don't know how many college students have said <laughs> to me, because I ask them, tell me where you found that. Yeah. And they can never explain it. Mm. And um, and so uh, they always say it's in the Constitution. I was like, okay, what section, what article in the Constitution? Because I read the Constitution at least once a month. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and same thing for the Declaration of Independence. And then they move on to the declaration. There is, it's, it's not in there. There's only 27 grievances in there, and that's totally n- nothing about what you're talking about right now. <laughs> and so they, they don't know truth, and it's sad. And it's sad that they're eating up all this lie that the universities are feeding them when universities used to um, be like Harvard, Princeton, Yale. There were universities for ministers, mm. you know, that went out into the marketplace, yeah. you know, uh, businessmen, lawyers, judges, doctors, educators, you know, those, those are the kind of people that we had in those days. You know, first of all, we were ministers, but yet there, it, he was a judge too, yeah. you know, or a businessman or a doctor, but they were all first ministers. They yeah. knew, uh, the word of God in those schools. Yeah. And now they're popping out these atheist, Marxist, tyrannical <laughs> little leaders that can't even clean their room or wash <laughs> their calzones. And it's like, come on. It's like, really, you're going to run for office? You just came out of this liberal school. Want to run for office? Show me your room. Yeah. And you can't even keep that organized and you want to run a city. Please. <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> I'm telling you, this stuff just ticks me off right now. <laughs> Yo, that's going to be one of the uh, things to look for in your candidate. Show me your room. No. Show me your room, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, man, Priscilla, like, what can we do um, to just make a difference? Make a difference in just uh, the culture? Because, like, you know, there's a lot of times where culture says something different compared to what the word may say. Um, like, how do we we battle against that, you know? Um, so I think as if you're looking for direction on how to make a difference, first ask God where he wants you at. Um, and when you get clarity and direction, position yourself in that area. 
educate yourself as much as possible, whether it's um, with education, government, the medical field, um, business, um, entertainment, you know, educate yourself, find um, conservative resources. There's tons of organizations out there that um, people can actually find. Uh, Truthandliberty.net is one of them. There's a lot of resources there. some of the resources there, like if you're called to run for an official, then there's stuff for training for that, for nice. how to run uh, for office. There's also if you want to be a poll watcher in your community for elections coming up, there's training for that also, uh, uh, election judge. Um, also, one of the best um, uh, things that you can do if you're part of a church is a CIT group, which is the cultural impact team. It's kind of like a civic ministry. You know, you engage, you bring back information to the church on what's happening in your community and the local government, that kind of thing. You can bring speakers. And if you need help setting one of those uh, cultural impact teams in your church, there's free resources also on truthandliberty.net. Um, how do you find your um, representative from the federal, state, um, local level? Um, all that information's on there too. How to register for to vote? That's another thing. But it kind of depends on where God is calling you. Um, but for the most part, to make a difference is just get engaged. Get engaged in your community. Start um, unifying with other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And mobilize into these areas not just sit there but mobilize towards it you know and what god's calling you um i know when i started all this i just started showing up to start first volunteering like you said uh, through the destiny walkers and going into schools and then god told me sit in school boards i started sitting in uh different uh district school boards i started learning uh how they ran things and yeah. Um, so wherever God calls you, just put action to it. You cannot be sitting. If you want to see cultural change in your community, um, we are called to be salt and light. Yeah. We have the light already. The problem is we're not being salt. Right. You know, we're not preserving our communities. We can't be just raising the hallelujah behind the building and not doing nothing. <laughs> God's waiting for you. He's like, I heard your prayer, but I'm actually waiting on you. Yeah. So we got to get going because right now it's 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 a critical season. Our children are at stake right now. Yeah. That's number one out of everything is our next generations to come for this nation. If we want to continue to have freedom, we have to take action. But it starts locally. Don't focus on the national news. uh, Focus on what's happening locally in your community. Right. No, that's so good, uh, Priscilla. Um, And I love that. You know, Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, you know, pray for the laborers because Mm -hmm. the harvest is full but the labors are few. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is after he said pray for the labors, that's where we generally stop at. We stop for, all right, pray for the laborers, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. But the verse after that says, now you go. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's not just about praying, but it's also praying. And that's, a, you know, not diminishing prayer. Prayer is important. Prayer is good. It's communication with God. Yes. But then after that, it's going out and doing something. Yes. So with that, speaking of that, because that just brings us to this next thing. Uh, for those who are used to listening to the podcast, you know, we always give a three-minute challenge, right? And it's 
the first step of growth, this is what this podcast is dedicated to, is growth. You know, the first step of growth is knowledge. And this mm-hmm. is what I feel like we've got. We got some knowledge from, from Priscilla. She dropped some bombs on us, right? But the second step in this most important step, but it's most the neglected step, mm-hmm. is action. Yes. And so with that, Priscilla, what is, uh, what is a three-minute challenge that we can do? After, and again, guys, when, uh, after this podcast ends, we, I, I challenge you to take these three minutes. Just take these three minutes and do what Priscilla has for us. All right. So first of all, ask yourself, well, ask the Lord where you need to be. What lights up your fire? Yeah. Once you get that direction, I encourage you to take definitely take action. But never forget to be in God, God's presence in the morning. That's something that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, read the word constantly because this world can yank it out quick. Yeah. You know, and so reading the word, getting direction from God, and then putting action to what He told you to do. Yeah. Don't hesitate, um, because even if you go wrong. Uh, it's okay. It's a learning curve, right? right? You just get back on track. And so um, start getting engaged uh, in your, like I said, in your community. Um, and definitely educate yourself. Start listening. Start attending school board meetings. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, there's tons of stuff that you can be engaged in your city council board meetings. There's even a medical, a state medical board meeting that's open to the public in every state. And people don't know that, that you can sit in. It's kind of like a school board, but it's a medical board and you can sit in to see what they're doing. And actually they want people to come in that, um, uh, uh, are against all this mandate of these vaccines, right? right? And so just know that that I'm just throwing that out there. Also, community meetings, GOP meetings, you want to attend those. Um, just because you're attending them doesn't mean you're a Republican, but just go. Yeah. You know, you want to see what kind of leadership uh, is going on in your city. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what I really encourage you guys right now Look, we don't have nothing to lose right now. We just don't. We've already heard and seen the deception of the enemy. And um, they have really, they have declared war on our kids, our family, and on our nation. So we need to take action. And um, we must remind them that our kids are our kids. Don't mm. mess with my family and you cannot have my land. Mm. And so um, position yourself where God has called you to be. And I leave you with one thing. Don't ever forget this, is that goal is to reform every area of culture with kingdom principles so that the world will taste and see that the Lord is good. So never forget that church. I'm talking to the church right now. Um, Don't forget that, that we are to show his goodness, reform a whole nation 
back to his kingdom principles. That's the whole goal is to move the kingdom forward. I don't care what denomination you are, but position yourself because we must be the salt and light in the areas he's called us to do. Yeah. Wow. That is so good, Priscilla. Thank you. Thank you for just challenging us. Thank you for speaking truth into our life. And um, and I'm just going to ca- call it what it is. It is truth. There is no my truth, your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is dedicated and, and based truly on the Word of God. And so with that, Priscilla, I just thank you for being bold. I thank you for being courageous. Thank you for the, the things that you're doing behind the scenes that's making a difference in, in our lives. So just appreciate you. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, again, always, we love that you uh, check us out. Uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Peace.